Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Coming up this week, a worker at Disney's Art of Animation Resort is caught on camera cleaning a table with a dirty mop, and the internet lost its mind. Disney Cruise Line is adding two more ships, and there are some rumored changes coming to My Magic Plus. Uh, also, we'll have the top five trip planning threads from Disboards.com for the month of February. And we'll also be telling you about this year's Flower and Garden Festival. And we have a review of the new brunch at Narcoosie's at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. So we have a big show coming up this week. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 876 for the week of March 8th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hello. Jackie Gailey. Hi, guys. Julie Martin. I don't know Hi. why I had a brain fart there. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's, I've only known you for what, like 15 years? Um, I, I don't know. I can't count now. <laughs> I was 20-something. <laughs> you, you, were, you were nine. something now. <laughs> Back in the production nook, our producer, Craig Williams, along with our good friend and wonderful human being, Steve Porter. Thank you. I still haven't come up with like a, a, title. a title for you. <laughs> but uh, well, welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you're having a, a great week and had a great weekend. And uh, I know that uh, we've got a lot coming up in the next week. I'm not ready to say what we're doing next week yet because... Still kind of tentative, but we might have some very fun stuff coming up. We're also heading into a real, we're starting to gear up for a really busy time. A lot of us will be traveling. Yep. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on, a lot of content and being I have done. news today that I am going to, it's a snooze in my rapid fire. Okay. It's a sneak peek about something we talked about before. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, a lot of stuff coming up. A lot of stuff coming up. A lot of stuff coming up. It's a very busy, actually, it's a very busy couple of months. March mm. and April are both kind of shaping up to be very, very busy. I'm excited. I'm excited. It's kind of been sleepy. A little sleepy lately. So, um, first and foremost, I have an important announcement to make. Beginning next week. I don't know what you're going to talk about. Um, we don't have a date for that, but you can certainly talk about it. Okay. Well, hopefully next week, hopefully. Um, we will be starting to take bookings for the Diz Unplugged 10th anniversary mega meet that we have been talking about in July, uh, July 22nd through the 26th. Those dates are firm. The only reason we've been holding off is a, we needed to get room blocks, which we're pretty much there. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple other details that need to be worked out. We're going for something kind of big here. so, um, But it is going to happen during those weeks. And I promise you that you will not be disappointed. Well, we can't talk about pricing for the rooms. I can tell you, you will not be disappointed in the price of these rooms. It's I was gobsmacked when I saw 
the incredible rates we're going to be getting uh, if you want to stay on property uh, for this event. We're going to be doing all sorts of fun things that weekend. Members of the team are going to be sponsoring meets all around uh, Walt Disney World. Uh, we're going to have a very big live show uh, on the actual date of our 10th anniversary, which is uh, July 25th. And so we're really excited about it. So in the next week, hopefully by the next show, uh, we'll have uh, the engine ready uh, for people to start signing up. So I wanted to make sure we got that out there. People are asking about it, and I apologize for the delay in it. But Unfortunately, when you work with Disney, the, the wheels move slowly, and you have to get everything set before we can make They're also doing an enormous they amount are. of work making this happen they for are. us. I Absolutely. mean, I, I don't want to throw them under the bus here. No, but I'm just saying, that's, um, how, it, that's how it is. Disney has, been, Disney has been ridiculous. In, in helping us with this. So I, I really can't. Uh, I have nothing but gratitude in my heart for them. So, But we're, we're going to have a great, it's going to be a great event. We're going to have a lot of fun. So be, be on the lookout for that. We will have it announced everywhere as soon as it's ready. But it's coming very, very soon. And, so, and thanks to everybody for your patience. Um, with that said, I want to talk about the shows we have coming up or already up this week. What was our Dreams Unlimited Travel show this week? Uh, Tracy talked about her recent trip to Alani mm-hmm. and also did a little bit of uh, demystifying booking an Alani vacation. I was going to say she did some soft show. She did. She uh, helped uh, explain some ways where people could save money, some choices you can make to sort of lessen that. Don't bring your family members. That's Go by how, yourself. That's how she does it. Um, and then upcoming, this upcoming week is going to be one, first of a two-part question and answer series that we're doing. Uh, we took uh, questions from viewers from Facebook, Twitter, and direct emails, and we had a chance to answer those questions in a two-part series. All right, and that's coming up by DizUnplugged.com. Uh, every Monday, a new episode of the Dreams Unlimited Travel podcast goes up. You can also find it on YouTube.com slash Dreams Unlimited Travel. And you can subscribe to all our shows on iTunes. You can find links to all of that stuff on our Diz Unplugged main page, disunplugged.com. Uh, I know Tom sent something yesterday. I do this every week. Um, the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged happens every Monday. Go to disunplugged.com and check it out. I think they were talking about Luigi's Rollican, Rollic, uh, Rollican Coasters. Yeah, that was uh, one of the things. And Nancy is uh, doing an ongoing series of uh, how how to help your kids get the most out of your Disneyland vacation. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much right on the money. And uh, how to lose so. your kids on a Disneyland vacation. <laughs> so that's the Disneyland edition goes up every Monday. Disunplug.com, and of course every Thursday, Disunplug.com, one p.m. Eastern, live. The lovely and talented Craig Williams and other people. Uh, what uh, what are you talking about this week, Craig? This week on the Universal Show, we're going to be talking about uh, our favorite specialty beverages all around um, all around Universal Orlando Resort property, including alcoholic and non-alcoholic. Awesome. Yes. So that's what's coming up this week on DizUnplugged.com. Of course, you can also check out The Daily Fix if you just want to get a little update every day as to what's happening in the world of Disney. Uh, noon Eastern time every weekday, Monday through Friday, either Jenny Lynn Knopp or myself bring you a nice four or five minute little update. And you can find that on our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash WDW info, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. 
I just, I'm the pretty face. <laughs> uh, anything else for housekeeping? Yeah, I have housekeeping. So uh, we sometimes have issues with this show. Uh, we actually currently have it right now. We're having the weird flickering that sometimes happens on YouTube for those who watch. Um, it's a live show. Sometimes our technology craps out right at the last second. Uh, it's pretty normal. We also have a bunch of normal issues that happen. Uh, so if you go over to the boards on the Diz Unplugged forum, I came up with a nice little FAQ on any questions you ever might have, like what is the deal with the black at the beginning of shows before we start? Why does that exist? Uh, answers to all these little questions like that, so that way you're more in the loop. So for like this one, it's flickering. Uh, we're still going live right now because we don't want to ruin what we're doing. But afterwards, you'll be able to watch a nice copy of it. It's okay. We take care of you. Okay. That's a good idea, by the way. Didn't even know you did Thank that. Thank you. See? That's what I love about Craig. Is that he just takes care of stuff. It's a real I just good one. hate getting asked questions. Honest to God. I, <laughs> Patronizing and sarcastic. <laughs> rarely, rarely do I have to tell him to be on top of something. Rarely. Um, and usually when I do say something to him, he's like, oh, I took care of that already. So... Thank Excellent you. producer. Yeah. Seriously, you've done. Even though the show's going out crappy it's been now, six months. you're a great producer. <laughs> Even though we're flickering. Seriously, shut the hell up. A lot of this was I, none of this is my fault, you know. Seriously, it's been six months since you stepped into the role, and I just want to tell you in front of everybody what a magnificent job you have done. How happy I am to have you as my producer. Thank you very you've done much. An amazing job. You Thank really you. Have. Thank you. Um, Deserved. Mm-hmm. That was nice, Pete. So, what else? Anything else for housekeeping? Nothing on this end. Nothing? Mm-mm. All right, good, because we got a long show. So we're going to throw it over to Johnny with the news. All right, our first news story. Worker at Disney Hotel caught on video cleaning tables with dirty mop. Mm. A video has hit the internet showing a woman mopping the food court, food court floor at Disney's Art of Disney Animation Resort. loving this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Then using that same mop to clean off tables. Jesse Arias, a guest at the resort, took the video when he noticed the women's actions. Arias told Channel 9, quote, Anybody with any kind of common sense can see that is unsanitary. It's just really disturbing that they were doing something like that and exposing us to diseases. There are thousands of people that walk those parks a day, end quote. He reported the incident to the resort manager, who then copped, the stay, copped his stay, but Arias wasn't satisfied with that reaction. He, spent, he sent a few emails to Disney, and when, and, one, and when one got to the right person, they took immediate action. He received an email response as well as a phone call. A Disney spokesperson said that this was an isolated incident and that the woman was not actually a Disney cast member. She works for a third-party vendor, and the spokesperson said she is no longer welcome on Disney property. We don't by any chance have the video, do we? We can't play the video? No. I don't understand why he's so upset about it. She sprays the table with that bottle of cleanser that you know is, you know, really good stuff. <laughs> she, like, sprays the, the floor. So you think she sprays her armpits. Well, the other it's thing like, is, have you ever been sitting there in any one of the food courts and they start to clean and they start spraying that stuff at the tables yeah. all around you and you end up laying over your food and thinking, <laughs> could you wait till I'm not here? Well, let me just say this. Um, first of all, uh, you know, I... Oftentimes, when Disney spokespeople make a comment, I will, you know, tear it apart. In this case, I absolutely believe this is an isolated incident. I don't think that maintenance workers at Disney are running around with dirty mops cleaning cleaning tables. I do think this was absolutely an isolated incident. 
Um, and I think this is one of those things that just happens when you hire 70,000 people. We have 70,000 people working somewhere every so often. You're going to get one that does something stupid. Um, where I think there might be a better discussion here is in the fact uh, is, is around the fact of outsourcing. And we've talked about this on the show before. There are two main areas, in my opinion, where Disney has some staffing issues. One of them is in the size and scope of the college program. And that, not to say that there aren't some great people on the college program, but you're only going to get a certain level of investment from your staff when they know they're only going to be there for nine months. And the other one is in situations like this, where they hire outside companies to do this. Now, I understand from a business perspective it saves money. You don't have all the expenses that go along with an employee. And trust me, employees can be very expensive because it's not just, you know, what, what they take home in their paycheck. You know, employers have to match a lot of the taxes that are paid. Uh, when you get your paycheck and you see your taxes taken out, your employer in many cases has to match that. Then, of course, there's, you know, the cost of health insurance and other insurances that you have to carry and things that you have to do to have an employee. So I understand why they might outsource some of this stuff. The problem being that clearly there's a training issue with these people that work for these third-party companies that are coming on a Disney property and doing this stuff. Um, and again, I don't know if it's a, a wide-ranging training issue, if this is a really big problem. Um, I really don't imagine, though, that there are an awful lot of maintenance people hope doing the, this. That people came to the job with the idea that mopping the tables could be wrong. Well, <laughs> well again, that's why I say isolated incident. I don't believe that you know I, this is a prevalent problem. I think it is a training issue, though, because if if you see the video, she doesn't like look around to like do it quick. She's like just really going at it. Yeah, like, no, she, that's what happens when you. It's, right. not, it's not a matter of training. That's a matter of when you don't give a crap. Um, There's also something else. I have, the problem I have with the outsourcing is I understand there are things that can and should be outsourced. If you have anything that's guest interaction, Disney should not have someone who's not a cast member. <laughs> cast members are trained in guest interaction at every level, and having someone even mopping the floor in a guest area, in my opinion, is unacceptable. That, that should be a cast member. I mean, I before this happened, I've never heard of anyone that's doing any custodial work like that during daytime hours to never not be a cast or member. Cast so member ID, right? that's it's absolutely bizarre that all of a sudden they finally have someone doing this that's not in custodial. And I, I don't know. I kind of believe this that... Was late at night? That's what I want to know. It, it seemed are... like it was fairly empty when she was doing it. Because yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't think you would mop a whole floor with a bunch of guests in there like you're saying, you know, like unless it was an isolated incident where someone spilled a drink. Right, exactly. <clears throat> exactly. So, yeah, I, I'm not too inclined to jump all over Disney about this. Um, I think, you know, of course, it's, it's, we're, we're, we're talking about it because we look at what's trending on the site uh, in terms of news, and that's what we put, we put in this. And that story has been... Huge! It's one of the biggest stories of the year so far. So, see, I think the thing that interests me the most, about, or that makes me kind of raise an eyebrow, is a little different from what you guys were saying. It's like the fact that she doesn't look around makes me wonder if she even realizes that she's doing something wrong. I, I feel like she doesn't even see a problem with what see, she's doing. See, and I doing. see that. I see that as being. I don't care. Yeah. I don't yeah. care. 
Um, I think you're saying the same thing. It's someone who mm-hmm. just is doing this with no conscious effort to say what I'm doing is inappropriate and I should be mm-hmm. more aware of that I might be hurting somebody with a dirty mop. It's just... Well, and it doesn't matter because she's not coming back anymore. So. Yeah, really. <laughs> she's been banished do. from the kingdom. Oh, poor Meg Crofton. <laughs> <laughs> Meg Crofton caught cleaning... <laughs> tables with the dirty mom <laughs> when they send them to worldwide services that's actually what they have them doing <laughs> all right our next news story details available from from can't walt, believe you went there. i can't believe i did either <laughs> details available from walt disney company's annual shareholder meeting this was huge the walt disney company held a shareholders meeting on thursday march 3rd during the meeting bob Iger announced that star wars lands in both walt disney world and disneyland resort will break ground next month While some details of the Star Wars plans had already been announced, this meeting was the first time an official date for the beginning of construction was released. It is still unknown whether either of the Star Wars lands is still unknown when either of the Star Wars lands will be completed. Disney's Hollywood Studios has already undergone some demolition in order to make room for the upcoming Star Wars land. Uh, Blah 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 blah. Well, the big story. Right. Say back to the boats. Possibly the biggest news at the meeting was that Disney Cruise Line would be adding two new ships coming in 2021 and 2023. These will, the, will be the biggest ships in Disney's fleet. Um, there's other stuff about what's going on and what's coming up, but I think the news of the ships is really the big news out there. I do want to say one thing. When you look at the tonnage and the passenger load, they're not that much bigger than the dream and the fantasy. They are bigger, but it's not like you're talking about a wonder to fantasy difference. You're talking about a, an incremental difference in the size of the I ship. like this photo where the magic looks like a rowboat. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, that's the, uh, you know, that's the ship they send to save you. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something. Um, this was, the addition of these two ships was one of the best kept secrets I've seen at Disney in a long time. Yeah, no one seemed to know Because we weren't that. hearing any usually in the run up to an announcement like this, there's you know to quote intelligence sources chatter. Um, we start hearing stuff. There start you know, and not when when I saw this announced, I was like, whoa, wow, okay, that's a big story. Um, never saw that coming. I think um, what happens is the the people on the internet have become so savvy that as soon as a ship is Tend to be produced at one of these shipyards, they know right away. They immediately know who's having it made. They know everything about it. So I think Disney had decided to get in front of the announcement, and before they finalized anything, they went out and they announced it. And I will say this. I have had uh, two listeners, so take this for what it's worth. I have had two different listeners email me in the last few days um, being very coy about their sources. But I had mentioned on the Daily Fix Friday, I think it was, that I said I would not be surprised if the next announcement we heard was another island, another private island along the lines of Castaway Key being announced. And I have since then heard from two listeners um, independently, both with sources that, if they're accurate, are pretty good sources, saying that it's already underway. Um, that the island has been selected and is being worked on, and it is not too far from where Castaway Key is off the coast of the Bahamas. So I think we are absolutely going to be hearing more about about that. So 
you know, another That's- island, two more ships. Um, you know, we're talking about uh, 2021 and 2023, which really isn't that far off. Six years, I mean, five, six years away, you know, you're talking about fairly close. Um, one of the things that will happen most likely is that the two smaller ships will be permanently somewhere else. So, but you could have the potential for two ships out of Port Canaveral and two ships out of Miami. I wouldn't Fort be surprised Lauderdale. if you didn't see one of these ships or more than one ship doing at least part of the year out of Asia. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, Royal Caribbean sending one of their big ships there. Yeah, Asia is a really uh, it's, a, it's a big market already, and it's an expanding market. So I would not be surprised if the way we see like the magic go out to the Mediterranean for you know, the May through September frame, uh, if we didn't see one of those ships head out to Asia, uh, that would be an interesting uh, repositioning cruise. It would also I've be like re- nine months. I was just going to say, I've done a repositioning cruise about along the Pacific, around, across the Pacific. It was fun. It's long. No casino this time. <laughs> that, that even, even with a casino. I think we were at sea for, what, nine days? It was a lot. It was a long time. That's a lot, yeah. So, but that was that was huge news. Uh, very exciting. I'm so glad that Disney was able to keep it because it's their news. So I'm so glad that they were able to figure out a way to not have it, like you were saying, get out early. I love Disney, but they're really, really bad with the whole secret thing. You know, everybody on the internet can be talking about it with dates and prices and where it's going to be. And Disney still toes the line with, Oh, we don't know anything about that. Mm -hmm. It comes across as disingenuous when they do that. Cause you think, well, how come everybody else knows about it, but you're pretending you don't. I think the idea of stepping out in front, it makes them look like they have control of it. It Well, no, I actually, I disagree that, um, a, a lot of times this is, this is tactical. These leaks are tactical. They want the rumors out there because they want to build buzz and they want to build interest. And then it kind of builds to a crescendo. Then they make their announcement and confirm it and everybody goes nuts. Um, And that we've seen happen quite a bit. That was going on with Star Wars. Um, Mm -hmm. The rumors floating around for months before Bob Iger made that announcement at D23 uh, did nothing to distract from the confirmation of it. Um, And we watched everything explode when that happened. So yeah. that's part of, and a lot of companies do that. A lot of politicians do that. Uh, there are tactical leaks that are made in order to get people talking about a particular topic, and then they make the announcement, and so it kind of softens the ground and gets people interested. And uh, so I, uh, I got to say, this uh, big, big announcement. I'm very excited about it. Anytime Disney Cruise Line is going to do anything with new ships, I uh, please. Ugh. Love it. Can't wait. It'll be very cool. <laughs> Can't wait. All right, Is it third, 2021 yet? Really? Our third and final news story. Rumors of changes coming to Disney's My Magic Plus program. Rumors are that Walt Disney World's My Magic Plus program may be seeing changes in early April. One of these has been long cried for by Disney guests. This is the ability to make FastPass Plus reservations from the app. Currently, guests are allowed to make three FastPass Plus selections, and when they're used up, Another can be made, but only from an in-park kiosk. The new changes allow guests to make these additional fast passes from their mobile devices, eliminating the need to wait in lines at the kiosks. The other change uh, was ru- the other change was rumored before My Magic Plus even began. It may actually be coming to fruition. This is the Story Maker edition. 
guests' profile information on My Disney Experience will be accessed by the RFID chip in their Magic Bands and will be used to interact with attractions such as the Mickey Mouse meet and greet. When guests meet Mickey, he may call them by name or mention other FastPass Plus plans like that they made that day. Not creepy at all. Not creepy at all. This is something they talked about. This was part of that first wave. This was going to happen. <laughs> that's yeah. what you're saying. This is a rumor that's been out there for and a Mickey long time. And Mickey was going to blink and his mouth was going to move. And none of the, well, that happens now. Well, that does, that we have talking Mickey. Um, but now he's going to know like where you live and <laughs> exactly. You know all your deep dark secrets. He's going to access your. He's going to be able to access your search function on your computer, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's going to do a Google search on you right there. Mm-hmm. He's going to pull up every bad article about you. So, um, so none of these rumors have been officially announced by Disney as of yet. But I, I, I think they're, I think they're fairly, uh, fairly strong rumors because um, we've heard it from more than one source that this is coming. So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, yes, the ability to make that fourth FastPass Plus from the app would be big um, because when you use those three up, it's just. Uh, I think to myself, do I really want to go to a kiosk? Nah, I don't like going to a kiosk. It's just a hassle, too. And in, I was outside of uh, the one in Frontierland the other day, and there was quite a long line. And I was thinking, this is a weird system where you're in line to skip the line. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, it kind of seems backwards. So I think that phone thing will but help. But the other, the other problem is, you know, the number of fast passes that will be available are available at the point that you've used up your three mm-hmm. are often very, very limited. So, you know, I don't know if it puts if it puts a, a, a spotlight on that on that problem. So we'll see. We'll One see how it works. One of the things I did out. notice is when we were in Epcot, the they actually had uh, cast members set up in locations rather than physical kiosks. So they had a cast member under an umbrella with a iPad, I guess, and a sign saying, you know, make your Fast Pass Plus reservations here. So yeah, you know, that helped eliminate some of that, but. We shall see. All right. That'll do it for the news. All right. Thank you, John. We're going to move on to rapid fire. And I'm actually going to start here with something because I forgot to mention it in housekeeping. Um, And that is that uh, the the team and I tonight, my long, long journey to find Voodoo Sticky Pig Wings will come to an end. We will be in Hollywood Studios for the villain, for club villain. And I will get to have my Voodoo Sticky Pig Wings. So follow us on social media. If you're not following us on Facebook, Diz Unplugged on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, yeah, you should you should do that because I'm going to have Voodoo Sticky Pig Wings. And I have a great shirt that says Voodoo Sticky Pig Wings that somebody made for me. And I'm going to wear that. And I'm excited about it. Very so nice. Excellent. John. All right. Voodoo Sticky Pig Wings. I know. Keep saying it. I'm so glad you guys are going to a fun event. Because last week, Kevin and I went to the DVC um, event that they still had for their 25th anniversary, and we were a little bit disappointed. So I want to just talk about that real quick. Um, we're not going to go through a whole big thing where we talk about the event. I thought maybe you'd like to see what There's they There's nothing do. to talk about. There really is very little to talk about. Uh, one of the things that I had a problem with was they kept saying, get there at 7 o'clock to get into the park. So I thought we were looking at an event where they were going to close the park and empty it, and that was not the case. When we got there, um, regular guests were still there. There was a parade that was going to go on. There were fireworks. The park was packed and mobbed and just crazy. So we kind of waited that out, thinking, okay, at that point, the park would empty. 
and we would then start to see the things for this event and things just never seemed to come to fruition um at one point we stopped a cast member to ask about where the snacks were there were going to be snacks all over the park so we said where are the snacks and what are they and she said well what do you hope they'll be (laughs) and i said well i'm hoping for three bean salad and she just stood there looking at me and she goes well i don't think that's going to be part of it and i i was i thought well just (laughs) then just stop making me guess you know is it going to be voodoo sticky pig wings? And she said, there's going to be a buffet at 9.30. Now, this was 8 o'clock, 8.15. There's going to be a buffet at 9.30, and on the buffet will be cookies and chips and lemonade and water. I thought, well, we have to go over what a buffet is. <laughs> buffet. <laughs> cookies, chips, lemonade, and water. Maybe that should be part of the training with not mopping tables, you know? So uh, They did give out a cool button. Fun button. John's for, not using that word, right? I think it's cool. I like it. Anytime I get a free button, I'm excited. Okay, we have yeah, a we no, have no. a button maker that we use that we could have done this. I need to know what do you do with the button after you take it? They home? all go into a bag in my closet. Okay, and then so. every ten years when he cleans them out, <laughs> he, he gives me gifts. Oh I no, I don't want the button. <laughs> um, they also sold T-shirts at the event. If you really wanted to hold it up to the light, I'm pretty sure you could have read your Kindle yeah, through it. They were really poor quality. John, I, I was want... really hoping you would have like a jean jacket that you put all these buttons on. Oh, he does. I do. <laughs> uh, one of the things, one of the big things that was going to happen at this event was you could have a meet and greet with Disney Vacation Club executives, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure they read your RFID tag and they were able to talk to you and their eyes clicked and their mouth clicked. But this was, this was, that I, was, that I, was it. I know meet that some executives. people. <laughs> Well, they had a lot of character meet locations, I noticed. We didn't get that far. It was like 9 o'clock and we gave up. Yeah. I, I had have some cool complete different opinions yeah. on this. I Did went you go on, at 9.30 when it was uh, started? Yeah, we, went, we were there as part of the Disney Parks blog meetup. I'm not DVC. I wasn't invited by a DVC uh, member. I was invited by you, but um, I didn't go with you guys. I went the week before, and so we had other events, and then they just... They told us that here's your wristband and go in whenever you want, but it starts at 930. So we went in and we went in a little bit early to do like pirates and other stuff first. And then as soon as 930 started, uh, we wanted we wanted the snacks that they had promised us. And we saw how disappointing they were uh, almost immediately. So then instead of focusing on that we just started walking around and uh met robin hood friar tuck uh and prince john and then from there heard that uh darkwing duck was meeting people back in storybook circus you don't see those characters very often you never see them so then we met him and uh launchpad mcduck and uh a lot you never see these characters sometimes at run disney races they have them out but that's just about it and that's if you have time to stop and meet them there so uh and then by the time we met those three characters had ice cream uh uh spent a little bit of time with some of our listeners who were around the party then we were able to go out and get a spot for the fireworks show which was a complete brand new show only shown for this event which was absolutely incredible i i wish they would replace it with wishes actually because i we did read that we did read it was going to be special fireworks Mm -hmm. again once we heard snack what the snacks were going to be and we saw what the shirt was we kind of gave up it was kind of like i didn't want to be park was incredibly crowded just so crowded still after the park closed at eight o'clock it was just 
mildly crazy. So well, possibly so crowded that so. they had the, you know, as you go down Main Street, they had the backstage exits. That's how crowded it was. Hmm. And it was just unenjoyable. That's too bad. When they do stuff, it's popular. I mean, and when they say something, I'm reading this brochure here, snacks and beverages, they don't say it's going to be like food and wine kind of snacks. But do you think it's going to be cookies and water? I would. <laughs> I mean, is that I mean a- cookies. So I, I think about Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. I think about the Very Merry Christmas Party. I I don't... I guess I'm yeah, but so this is different. For people who buy into your company but for vacation free. homes, they deserve more than water and cookies. I'm a DVC <laughs> member, and I feel like I get what I pay for with my membership, and this is a complete free. Yeah, here's the deal. This is I, I my am expectations so happy that, are just so different. I'm I so guess. happy they're doing extra stuff for DVC members. I think it's yeah. wonderful. This is not why I bought DVC for this. Mm-hmm. I just. Our experience was very disappointing. Yeah. And I understand that some and people... the t-shirts were $25, and we asked if that... And then you got your DVC discount? She said, oh, no, that's with your DVC discount. So... Yeah. Very cheesy. There were six of us, and no one bought one. No, I wouldn't buy a t-shirt, because who needs another t-shirt? All right, we got to move on. Thanks very much, John. Kevin? I have some information. Um, if you're interested in going to Italy with us, I only have nine spaces left. That's August 26th through September 3rd. We're going to do Northern Italy and Switzerland. You really should go. We've got a great group of people going, and we always have a good time on these. The next thing is uh, Backstage Magic is going to be October 23rd through the 28th. Disneyland is going to be all dressed up for Halloween. and uh, We just heard for that trip, we're going to get uh, all of our guests are going to get tickets to the Halloween party. Correct. That's one of the things we know. Right. So, of surprises out there. And here's the big teaser. John and I have been working on this trip to China in 2017, October 2017. And we just got some information that we are very, very happy about. Mm-hmm. The first four days of the trip is uh, take place in Hong Kong. And while most of the activities for the regular China trip are included, we have switched the hotel to the Disneyland Hotel at uh, the Hong Kong Disney Park. So we will be staying at Disney. So in your free time, or if you choose not to participate in one of the activities offered, the park's outside your door. That's pretty cool. There will be special events held. I can't go into what it is. The middle part of the trip is in Beijing, and that is being amped up for us, but it's kind of part of the regular trip. You get to see the Great Wall and Tiananmen Square and things like that. And then the last four days of the trip will be at the hotel at Shanghai Disney. Because Shanghai Disney is working to just open the park, they're not willing to explore exclusive activities for our group 18 months from now. Yeah, I don't care. That's exactly what I said. I said, we don't need activities. Give us some meal vouchers and let people go. Four days in Shanghai Disney, I think, is pretty cool. So this will be two of the Asian parks. This is a bucket list trip. Oh, no question. And the way this is going to work is I have a huge amount of people who have expressed interest in traveling on this trip. And what's going to happen is I am John's going to set up a booking engine for me, and I am going to let you know a couple days in advance when this trip opens up, and then whoever is first to book it, is first to book it. So, and this one is going given the interest list size of the interest list. I think this one is going to sell out. And we have instantly. explained to Disney that we are going to make the trip smaller than they usually do. We find if we take fewer people, 
that our trip runs better, things move smoother. So we will not be maxing this trip out at 40 people. There are not a lot of spaces. And Disney has intimated, we thought this was going to be a much more expensive trip than the normal off-the-rack Adventures by Disney China trip. And while I don't have specific pricing, and this is not a guarantee, we have been told that the pricing will be very, very similar to what you can find on the website. I think that's very, very, very exciting for this sort of customer. Yeah, we don't know trip. that for a fact yet. That's Price may change. I can't help that. What we're hoping for. But that's great, though. Very I think exciting. that's good. I, that's, and now they tell me that we're going to have it sooner than later. So this is going to be turned over to us soon. Again, I can't promise that, but that's what I've been told. Awesome. Thank you, Kevin. Jackie, what do you have? So, okay. So Zootopia was a really big hit last weekend and really cute movie. Um, Very, very fun. So um, people from all around the world uh, love coming to Disney to see these new characters in these great movies. So um, I was really happy when I saw that soon two of Zootopia's most famous residents will be paying us a visit. Uh, Beginning this spring, there's not an exact date yet, Nick Wilde and Judy Hopps will be swinging by the Disneyland Resort um, at Hollywood Boulevard at California Adventure Park. And Judy and Nick will be at Walt Disney World here in Florida. And they're going to be in the Move It, Shake It, Dance and Play It street party at Magic Kingdom, which is really cool. I... I was a little envious that they're going to be doing a meet and greet at Disneyland and then they're going to be in the street party here. I was hoping that they would be doing a meet and greet here so that the little kids would be able to kind of interact with them a little bit, but they'll be able to dance. So that'll be fun. Cool. Yeah. Thank you, Jackie. Julie. Okay. Um, the inaugural Frozen Games are going to be taking place at Blizzard Beach this summer. Kristoff and Olaf have been invited by the Winter Games Committee to host a day of frozen activities. They're taking advantage of the freak snowstorm that occurred over Central Florida many moons ago now. So, <laughs> well, you know, that's their story or whatever. So, guests can choose Team Kristoff or Team Olaf for the activities. They'll be include things like an ice pail relay, a snowball toss, a ski pole limbo, slide races, and so much more. Olaf, Kristoff, and the Winter Games Committee members will present the opening and closing ceremonies for the games. There are no dates. It's just going to be happening during the summer. So I guess look for announcements if you visit Blizzard Beach, because it sounds like a lot of fun. Something different to do if you know you get tired of doing water slides. Awesome. Thank you, Julie. Craig. Okay, so mine is that Big Thunder Mountain will be closing uh, August 8th through November 18th. Uh, for its refurb that they thought was going to happen this spring, which ended up not happening. Uh, Of course, they're going to go through minor updates, as all attractions do whenever they go down. But the one thing that is expected is that uh, it will get a similar ending to what ended up uh, happening out at Disneyland during the last... uh, the last run that it went through and if you haven't seen that one it's it's absolutely incredible go watch our video big thunder mountain out there uh it's really beautiful makes for a uh, good addition to the ride so hopefully it does come here so that way we can have it awesome That's it. thank you craig steve all right we got the big story purple magic bands uh i don't get it either it's a pretty big story though that purple magic bands are now available as a choice for walt disney world resort and annual pass holders uh so you don't have to buy them if you really want the purple one you can just choose it if you're staying at a walt disney resort so i think one of the things that 
has people excited about this is there's a new color. Yeah. Because people are tired of the same old colors, especially people come off often. So you I don't understand why there wasn't purple to begin with. Mm-hmm. It's part I of the rainbow. Yeah, it's <laughs> so weird. I thought that was weird, Did too. Do you remember when the hysteria when they changed the color of M&M's? And I think to myself, I eat them by the handful. I don't notice which colors they are. Yeah, they don't I taste any different. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Steve. That'll do it for Rapid Fire. We're going to move on and bring it over to Jackie, who has the top five trip planning threads from Disports.com for the month of February. So what did you have, Jackie? So we've got some fun going on in February. Um, the number five thread poster Epcot Nerd asked a great question on the theme parks, attractions, and strategies forum. Um, if you bring food into the parks, where do you sit down and eat? So there's a lot of controversial threads all the time about the table service or the sorry the quick service locations not allowing people to just go in and sit and use their tables and chairs. Unless you have food that you've bought, purchased at Which that makes service. Which uh, does make, make sense, sense It to does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, because otherwise, you know, those tables are going to be filled all the time. So this thread is really cool because there's a lot of advice. There's a lot of people that do different things when they bring their own food in. So from sitting on the, the benches to sitting on that beautiful grass now in front of the castles and the little, um, you know, those new Main Street areas, really cool ideas in there. So that's a really great thread. That's a great idea for a thread. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Of course, now there's rumors that Disney's going to be um, maybe squelching, bringing outside food in, but I'm not so sure that's really going to happen. Uh, I, don't, so. I don't know if they're going to They can't do that. I can't, what about I can't little imagine. babies that need formula yeah. or breast yeah. milk? It's, that would be, I mean, they'd have to, that's a full-time job in itself. I, I just can't imagine. So really good thread though. Check it out. Um, number four is a really fun one. The favorite guilty pleasure on Disney Cruise Line. So if that's over on the Disney Cruise Line forum. Um, that's poster. been a popular thread. Yeah, it's a really good one. Um, Tigger Lady D says her family has their favorite food and drink items on board that they start chatting about once they've booked their cruise and they can't wait to have again. And so she asks other posters to share their favorites. So... That's a really fun thread. Um, number three is a really good one that also kind of goes with a, a quick video, a mini show that was put up on our YouTube channel this morning about the most underrated Walt Disney World experiences. It kind of goes along with that, you know. Um, so tar- well, what was the video? I believe it was worst attractions. Worst attractions. <laughs> but underrated. but. Yeah, we didn't go. Yeah, that wasn't underrated. That was underrated means they're still good. (laughs) It it does, but I kind of look at it as you know, like some of the ones that were on yours and and Steve's worst list. I kind of feel like those are some of them are hidden gems a little bit. But anyway, that's a whole different thing because you know I'm always the sunshiny whatever. (laughs) I know that's just how I am. You guys know me. I mean, it's the way it is. I think I'm the only one who just saw Steve's face there. I know I saw it. It was priceless. (laughs) It was really great. (laughs) Are you making fun of me back there? Just a tiny bit. (laughs) I can handle it. I have broad shoulders. His face said, well, I'm still right about those. (laughs) Yep, that's okay. That's all right. So most most underrated Walt Disney experiences. So started by Tam and Sam on the Theme Parks Attractions and Strategies Forum. Um, One person talks about her favorite experience that happens to be an underrated attraction and asks other posters to share their favorite underrated attractions. Really cool. Because a lot of times when you're busy with your family, you just sort of skip stuff and you don't you might not even know if it doesn't get a lot of hype in the news or doesn't get a lot of hype on blog posts and whatever you might not even think about going on an attraction so this thread is really cool because people are talking about the different underrated things and why they like them so anyway that's a really neat one so um in the number two slot i've got the updates coming to my magic plus 
uh, are coming soon. So this one was started by Dan Murphy on the Everything Fast Pass subforum of our Theme Parks Attractions and Strategies Board. So this thread talks about the highly rumored changes that we talked about earlier today on the show that are said to be coming soon. Um, one of the biggest changes is that guests will be able to make a selection for a fourth Fast Pass for the My Disney Experience app. And so guests are, uh, posters are just talking about this and uh, how it might save them time on their vacations and kind of anticipating what's going to happen with that. Um, I've noticed a lot of times if I pull up a browser on my phone that I get different uh, different views and different selections than I do from the My Disney Experience app on my phone. And sometimes I have better luck doing things from the browser as opposed to the app. So we'll just see how that goes. But this is a great thread if you're coming up to you know, getting ready to go on a Walt Disney World vacation soon. Um, good one to keep track of that. So now this, okay, so my number one spot, and this is in the number one spot because I happen to need a lot of magic right now. And for those of you that have any idea of the kind of a person I am, you know that magic is my favorite. So this thread was started just a couple of days into the month, and it's very, very popular. And I picked it because I think that it's really important when you're planning a trip to Walt Disney World to remember the magic because you can go anywhere in the world on vacation with your family. You don't have to go to Disney. If you don't like the prices, go somewhere else. You know, you don't have to go, you don't have to pick Disney. But if you're going to pick Disney, then this thread is my very favorite. And the reason why is because our very own Jenny Lynn Knopp shared a really cool story that happened uh, when she was visiting Animal Kingdom last month. And she made some magic for a little boy. And honestly, when you when your kids are getting older and you're a mom, I know you moms out there can relate to this. Your kids are getting older. They know the real deal with magic. But the bottom line is that if you make a choice that you're going to just fall into it 100% when you walk through those gates that are not gates anymore, but you, you get the idea. If you just let it go and watch little girls twirling around and just watch little kids soak the magic in, um, and just kind of become a part of it yourself, it's really cool. And some really cool things can happen on your vacation. So I'm not going to tell you the story of what Jenny Lynn shared. Just going to say. Because she wants she, you to go read the thread. I want yeah, you to go. Like a, I want you to party girl I, moment I, that she made. I it's so cool. That was a suggestion afraid. I made about, you know, how I make magic for children. I trip them because um, they run past me and they didn't you want that a, in the thread. Then you get a Disney Band-Aid. No. <laughs> you get a so, magical Band-Aid. It's really cool, though. And I want you guys to go to the thread because the bottom line is that I saw it on her Facebook status. And this thread was started by me. And I'm not sharing this as number one because I started the thread. You started okay. this thread? Yes. The She's reason that gift card. No, no. But the reason, and I don't want it. And that's not my, I don't have an agenda here. But the reason I shared it is because when I read her Facebook status sharing this story of how she made magic for this small child in front of her, it reminded me of why I love visiting Disney so much and why I make the conscious decision to see positive things when I'm there. Because the bottom line for me is that it's a choice. And I can go in there thinking that I'm going to choose to see ugly things or I can choose to have a really good time and I choose to have a really good time and if I can make magic for a family or a little kid I do it and so I want you to go there and read that story we'll have the link in the show notes yeah but 
Okay, I, I might have stopped paying attention. Did you ever even say what the name of the thread was? <laughs> the magic is real. I don't think you ever said I that once. I want you to know that is the truest thing. That's anything that's been said like today. It was a part of their It was a part of you when I wrote. Say that. It's I did. just I didn't so cranked. The the yeah, she's talking about this. She's yeah. talking about this wonderful stuff and this magic in the parks. And Craig is yes. like, I may have just stopped listening. <laughs> you are so funny. That's okay. Uh, you can make fun of me all you like, all of you. That's okay. It's not making fun. No. We're not <laughs> making fun right. of you. We're making fun near you. The, the, all right. The magic is real. That's the name of the thread. The magic is real. We'll because have, it is real. Okay. People share yeah. other stories like that they have made magic or they do. Yeah. Maybe pick someone one of, made magic for them. Is yep. she going to pick one of her threads from March too? And Stop. this is no. And this is a very okay. cool, full of stories. Awesome. Get we got warm two more segments I got to get through here. So, all right. And thank Craig you. has to pay attention for those. <laughs> thank you very oh, much for that, Jackie. We'll have links to all those threads on our show notes page, Dis Unplugged. <laughs> Dot com. We're going to move on, and uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time on Flower and Garden because we did. Uh, we talked about the preview last week, um, but uh, we did want to take some time and show this video that Rhino had put together of our experience at the Flower and Garden Festival. So take a look at this. Very nice, very nice job that Rhino did uh, on that. We had a good time that day. We had a good time going around, and I, I, I'm going to tell you, I said it before, I'll say it again. Um, I don't know if it's just perception or the mood I was in doing Flower and Garden this year versus food and wine last year. I think the food at Flower and Garden is better than food and wine. Based on the preview we did, I have to agree with that. You know? I thought the I, I, had were fantastic this year. And I think the addition of those kiosks makes Flower and Garden a whole different I mean, Epcot is certainly never more beautiful than it is during Flower and Garden. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. The addition of those food kiosks, because there are 13 of them this year, right? I believe. Uh, yes. And, uh, I mean, everything we had was, like, really good. We enjoyed everything at that um, tables and what? Well, not everything. There was a, the foie gras I didn't care for. Um, but I thought what they had was really good. I thought it was a step up from food and wine. Yeah, I agree. I thought it was... Um, I don't know what I think. Maybe that's the answer, you know, focus on fewer dishes mm-hmm. and make those dishes better than having just, you know, kiosks, kiosks everywhere. I mean, that's true of any restaurants, though. The less dishes they have to worry about, the more sure. consistent they can be with actually making them. So I just spent all day by myself trying to catch up to the group who abandoned me. That's why you don't see me <laughs> no. in any of the video. Yeah, well, we keep telling you where we were and he wouldn't like was doing other things. And so we're like, okay. My legs are only so long. Oh, please. You can, like, cross Epcot in one step with those freakishly long legs. I have a question about the topiaries. Something we noticed when we walked through the park for the preview was that every topiary had a a photo pass photographer set up in front of it, which made it very difficult for guests to take pictures. Oh, well, let me talk about that. Let me talk about that. Let me talk about the nasty-ass photo pass photographer I had. I wanted to take a picture. I didn't want my picture taken in front of it. I was standing off to the side. I was not, sir, sir, excuse me, there's a line. I'm like, yeah, take good. A photo? 
She goes, I can take the photo with your camera. I'm like, not anywhere as good as I can take it myself. Thanks anyway. And I, again, I wasn't blocking anything. Yeah. I wasn't getting in the way of anything. Nasty as could be. I've it's never seen that And they're getting before. too aggressive, in my opinion, with these photo, photo pass point. photographers. They yeah. are everywhere. And they're taking the best locations for these photos and then they're giving attitude to guests that don't want to be bothered with their photo pass nonsense and just want to take their own pictures. The day we went to that event, I was I would never have said anything about this. Back in England, uh, Mary Poppins was out behind the stores and I was I'm going to guess 15 feet away. And I didn't take a, per, a picture. I tried not. I, I waited until no one was there. You know, there's a time when one person walks away and the other person walks up. And I was going to take a picture. And one of the photo pass people told me I wasn't allowed to take the picture. That they had to take the yeah, picture. Yeah, they're getting too aggressive. Uh-uh. They're getting too aggressive and it needs to stop. And it needs to stop. I said, I already took the picture. Bye. And I thought, well, when did this become a thing? Yeah, that's weird. It's it. Yeah. So this is telling me that there's something going on with PhotoPass. They're getting too of... aggressive with it. Knock it off. I wonder if they have a quota. Knock it off. My guess is they have a quota. And well, could it be that they've added the the PhotoPass t- free to people that are annual pass holders, and they don't want those people complaining that there's not enough PhotoPass photographers? It it, that should have nothing maybe. to do with me taking a picture. Right. It shouldn't. My there it should shouldn't. be no impact on a guest that wants to take a picture. I wasn't in line. I wasn't cutting ahead of anybody. I was 15 feet away from the character, and she turned around and stopped what she was doing. Yeah, I don't think I that's okay. I wonder, and yeah. if anybody else out there has had an experience similar to that with photopass, with rude photopass photographers telling you you can't take pictures in certain locations, podcast at desunplug.com. Send us an email. I want to hear about it. I, I thought it was just, it was a weird one-off thing. And I, I want to hear about it. It's funny. It's funny you mentioned did, it because I was taken back by how rude this woman was. I didn't like the fact okay. that every single great shot had one of those photographers in front of it. Like you couldn't get front and center for those topiaries. Yeah. I don't sure. want myself in no. pictures. I don't like me. Why would I want a picture of me <laughs> well, You and Jack, on. you're on the same page about that. Well, I mean, like as far as the topiary, it's gorgeous. And when I take a, like I love to take a photo of Sleeping Beauty. And Prince Philip, and I love the teapots in the UK, but I don't want to like squat down next to the teapot and like pretend I'm drinking out of it or something. Like I want a shot of that beautiful flower right. and teapot. And I'll be, I'll be damned. I'll be damned if I'm <laughs> yeah. going to be okay with Disney creating lines now to take pictures. We have enough lines going on right now without creating artificial lines for pictures because photo pass is a thing. So I, I really hope that's not the direction they're going in. It would I be really different hope. if I ran up in front of her and grabbed Mary Poppins ahead of everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, You wanted a shot of her. Photo I mean, police? Your chance was when they were switching people. Get it. There's nobody in the picture. Yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't taking a picture of someone else's kids. Yep. I'm shocked that she said something to you. I really am. That's Again, just not. I didn't think. I thought, all right, whatever. That's weird. But now that you're talking about it. it and they're rude about it. Yeah, They're was, rude about it. That's the other thing is that it's not even polite. And I got rude right back with this woman. I was really taken aback by, by, by her tone. And I got rude right back with her. Um, but, yeah. So I'd be interested to hear if you have had any experiences with rude photo pass photographers trying to tell you you're not allowed to take a picture here or there. Uh, podcast at disunplugged.com. So, all right. I want to move along. And uh, I want to talk about our brunch at Narcusi's this weekend. So I'm going to turn it over to Kevin to start us off. I'm going to start out with what I think is the pot is positive. I think the Narcusi's restaurant is probably some of the best 
you get the best views of any restaurant on Disney property. Uh, you can see the Polynesian. You can see the Magic Kingdom. You can see the Contemporary. We happened to be there on a truly beautiful day. Not it a cloud in the sky, mid-70s, oh no humidity. And the boats were all over the lake. That was gorgeous. Um, gorgeous day. I perfect think, Disney day. It was one of those days. Look at the sky in this picture. Yeah. It's just incredible. Uncle Remus would have been singing for this one. I don't know what that means, but I agree. I Song of the South. <laughs> Satisfactual. Satisfactual. This is like when Stacy Dash showed up on the Academy Awards. No one knew what to do. <laughs> um, all right. This is $69 a person. It is uh, $41, $41 for kids three to nine years old. This is every Sunday from 10 to 2, and it's new. Uh, I cannot say enough good about the service that we received. We had excellent service. Um, First of all, we were there at noontime. I don't think this is very well advertised. There were probably six or seven tables in the entire restaurant. The restaurant was almost empty. So we had a great deal of individualized service. We also... At one point, there was so much stuff on our table that Pete said, these tables are too small. That was way, yeah, the tables were way too small. We were using the window ledge next to our table. And that was taken care of immediately. So those are the good things I have to say about it. After that, it kind of goes downhill. It kind of becomes a little mediocre. It's $69, and you are allowed uh, an alcoholic beverage or a beverage of your choice. Uh, You have a choice of Prosecco, a mimosa. A signature Bloody Mary or smoothie for kids. That's um, one heck of a Bloody Mary. Now, <laughs> I don't I don't drink, so I had mine without alcohol. But it had celery. It had a crab leg. It had an olive. Bacon. It had bacon. And it had a jumbo shrimp in it. So I And kept, it was in a goblet. I kept thinking, <laughs> could I have another one of these without any liquid? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I enjoy Bloody Marys. I thought, again, without alcohol. I thought the Bloody Mary mix was very tasty. I thought the stuff in it was great. It was... I thought it was a great addition to I the meal. I think bacon should be in every drink I have from now I'm on. I'm with Kevin. No liquid. I don't like Bloody Mary mix, like the taste. So just, just bring give me the stuff. stuff in it was great. Um, well, I never drank it for the Bloody Mary mix. <laughs> well, I had the alcohol version, and I loved it. Uh, it was excellent. He made a joke that he would put the extra shots in mine, which he did, did not, and that oh. was kind of disappointing, because um, I'm sure it would have actually been top-shelf vodka, not the... Schmirnoff crap they gave us at the food and garden preview, but I, I thought I, this was very good. And again, <laughs> flour and flour wine, flour and, and whatever, <laughs> flour and wine. It's all the same. <laughs> I like food and garden. <laughs> this comes with a, a, a pastry basket for the table. It was croissants, muffins, cinnamon twists, Danish Vermont cultured butter, and seasonal jam. Ours, sounds a lot better than it tasted. Ours was lingonberry. This was, it sounds fancier than it really was. First of all, look at this picture. I know not everyone can see the picture. For adults. But not only that, there's no care. Mm-mm. Let's just, just throw them in there. Just throw everything in there. Um, we could talk about each thing individually. In my opinion, the only thing that had any flavor was that stick. Was, was the cinnamon? cinnamon was the cinnamon stick. roll was 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 better than okay? Right. Um, the muffin. I had one of the muffins, and it was it had been run through the flavor vacuum. Um, it had no flavor. And moisture to it vacuum. Right. And the That's moisture right. vacuum. Yeah. The seasonal jam was the stuff they put on the meatballs at IKEA. It yeah, was the lingonberry. Yeah, lingonberry jam. See, I'm a fan of lingonberry, mm-hmm. so I so enjoyed much. it on the croissant. Um, yeah, that's I enjoyed it. Okay, great. Uh, 
Next comes appetizers, and you have your choice of onion soup, gratiné, shrimp and grits, seafood charcuterie, which something calls, which comes with something called octopus mosaic. I almost had to leave the table. Artisanal <laughs> cheese selection and a romaine salad. We had everything on the menu except the seafood charcuterie. That comes with octopus mosaic, a salmon rillette, and shrimp. I'm having trouble talking. Shrimp ceviche. Uh, the onion soup was a huge hit. Everybody who had it liked it. Correct. I had the onion soup. I thought the it was onion soup was outstanding. Fantastic. One of the best. I'm an onion soup person. Me I'm too. one gets it almost everywhere you go. Yeah. Probably one of the best. Among the I've best. I agree. I agree. Just so delicious. Uh, I had the shrimp and grits, and I thought they were delicious. I have become, after the food and flour and wine <laughs> garden thing, I have become. Shrimp and grits with guy. shrimp and grits. Yeah, this was really good. And the shrimp and grits, they were creamy antebellum grits. Mm. I'm not sure you know. They're, if they're creamy, they're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he said they've been boiled for three and a half hours yeah. in cream. And I thought, well, that's the bacon drink. I'm not. I might be done. Because you don't want your grits to be gritty. Yeah, I mean, that that makes them <laughs> antebellum. I don't know. A little southern charm at it. Yeah. They have a rebel flag. Um, <laughs> John had the uh, Pete and John had the onion soup. Craig had the romaine salad. I felt sorry for him. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm I'm starting to get a kick. I mean, romaine salad. It was a Caesar salad. I think my third Caesar salad. Caesar now salads in, were made uh, in Mexico. Yes. <laughs> we we don't need to go there again. Exactly. I'm, I've had enough of that in one lifetime. Uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. It. Like, it was a Caesar. It was a Caesar salad. It looked like a well prepared salad. The the greens looked fresh. Oh nice yeah, it was. The presentation Parmesan. of this is much better than the bread basket. Yeah. No, this was the best Caesar salad that I've had of all the Caesar salads I've had in the past couple reviews. Wow. So. There you okay. Go. We also asked if we could try. We offered to pay a la carte for these. We asked, mm. offered to try. The we were asked to try the artisanal cheese selection. Now we were not charged for this. This is going to come up good. again later. The cheeses, except for the blue cheese in the lowest portion of the picture, none of them had a flavor that stood out from the others. I also need to let you know that the piece of cheese there for, um, I think this is an individual serving, is not as big as the end of your thumb. These are bite-sized pieces, and they come with um, accompaniments. There's a candied walnut. There's some apple there's some olives there's some honeycomb and there is a little chunk of orange jello i'm not entirely sure <laughs> i think it's what. apricot it's apricot yeah is it <laughs> yeah for you um <laughs> it tasted I've like had or- it before i don't like it it tasted like orange jello <laughs> as 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 far as uh as far as a cheese a cheese board goes this was kind of lackluster very underwhelming and mm. uh it, yeah underwhelming is a good word the None first, of the cheeses had flavor. Right. As Kevin points out, the first four cheeses all were extremely bland. And you like your cheese to have a progression. You, yeah, you want to taste a distinct difference. Yeah, yeah sure. they usually start the mildest and go to the most flavorful. And blue cheese usually is at the end. I'm glad also, this wasn't my appetizer. Yeah, I also enjoy my cheese by the brick. So, or by the largest portion that I can or with have it. Cellophane between them, <laughs> individually wrapped. Yeah. Yes, I mean, if someone, gave, if someone gave me a cheese wheel, I would not be disappointed. Exactly. Right. Roll it in. Frank enjoys his cheese out of a can. No, I, I will go with Julie's answer <laughs> now. I enjoy mine out of the wheel. Out of the wheel. Out of the wheel. These were they, they were nice cheeses, and you got a little descriptive card that told you what they all were and. 
it, there wasn't a lot of it, but it was an individual serving and we were sharing it. Uh, the winner here, in my opinion, was the under onion soup and the shrimp and grits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they were both excellent. I love onion I'll tell you, the onion soup blew me away. All right, we move on to entrees. Your choices are brioche French toast, croque madame. Croque madame is a croque monsieur with two eggs. Lobster eggs benedict, chicken and waffles. Uh, make your own omelet that has a bunch of selections. They have some really good choices. Pan-roasted Madeira Beach black grouper and steak and eggs. We got most of these. Um, John had the croque madame. Pete had the steak and eggs. Craig had the chicken and waffles, and I had the lobster eggs Benedict. Now, again, we asked if we could pay a la carte because they kept touting the brioche French toast. And could we please order an order of that? Again, we were not charged for it. Thanks, so, right, Which was very nice in that we offered to pay for both an additional appetizer and an additional entree, and it was not on our bill. So it was very nice of him to do so. Right. Um, let's leave this for the end, the okay. last thing we talk about. Mike, now, again, this is touted by our server. You have to have the French toast. Okay. My, so croque, my croque madame was very good. However, it was a croque madame. It was a very delicious ham and hot ham and cheese that had, with an egg. in my opinion, had been cooked on a grill where seafood had been cooked right before. Because you're, I took a bite of this and I'm like, I, uh, is there seafood in this? You're and very sensitive to the seafood. I, I didn't am. get that. And I can pick it up in a heartbeat because I don't eat it. I don't like it. And I, I, it just had this. It was like a, it was like ham that had been smothered in fish. Oh, no. um, is what it tasted like to me. <laughs> so I actually enjoyed this very much. I thought this was delicious. I would get it again. Uh, but again, this is a, a a dish that you could get anywhere else for like ten bucks or make it home. It or is it home. a grilled ham and cheese. It is. A toasted ham and cheese on brioche with fried eggs. This is a $70 brunch. Right. So while ham and cheese sandwich. It should have caviar on top of it at least. Uh, yes, it should have been <laughs> fancier than this. But it was delicious. I can't fault it for that. Great. You want to go next? Yeah, I can go next. Uh, I had the uh, chicken and waffles, as Kevin already said once. Uh, Why do they put onions and greens on top of your chicken and waffles? Will you just let me speak, Julie? <laughs> Damn. Dang it. Uh, I need to know. I also she don't hate Julie. Attention, I don't, yeah, I stop it. Uh, the chicken and waffles. This is, I love getting chicken and waffles wherever I go. Uh, the best chicken and waffles that you can have, in my opinion, in Orlando is a restaurant called The Coop, opened by the same people who opened Four Rivers. Uh, it is absolutely out of this world. Not open on Sundays. Uh, <laughs> this was available on a Sunday. Uh, it was very disappointing. The waffle wasn't like overly soggy or anything. I enjoyed the the white gravy or the brown gravy, whatever they called it on there. Uh, it looked like sausage gravy almost. The, the gravy has quite a t- the title. It is sausage, maple, honey, and sumac thyme gravy. Yeah. It, I'm sure all those things were in there. It didn't really stick out or resonate uh, to me that much. And then the... I'm still not quite positive on it. The chicken, it may have been like one step above the fried chicken that they would give you in the theme parks, the little fried chicken ones. I'm not positive, though. I couldn't couldn't say for sure it whether tasted, or not. It tasted to me like it was chicken tenders off a kid's menu. This That's is also what I'm boneless, pretty sure. Boneless breast and thigh. Yeah. Now, also, I don't know if this is 
you can see this from the picture, Greg's waffle is probably about four inches long and two inches wide. Yeah, it's the size of a hot dog bun. I mean, That's overall, example. everything together, it tasted it tasted good. I ate all of yeah, it. Yeah, I thought it was good. I licked my plate, uh, but it's the recurring theme of it was just far too expensive for what the portion was. Can I also say one more thing, too? This picture doesn't really show it. It was presented beautifully. Yeah. The pre- presentation was incredible, the way they had the chickens all lined up and on the waffle so it looked very promising (laughs) pete had the steak and eggs i did i had the steak and eggs and uh it was a black angus hanger steak with two cage-free brown eggs marble potatoes home fries and truffle aioli um yeah i had asked for the steak to be he asked me how i wanted the steak cooked and i had said medium uh it came out well um it didn't make a big difference because the steak was still tender and very flavorful. I thought the steak had a great flavor to it. It was a nice steak and egg dish. It was not an absurdly large portion. Um, I did not eat the potatoes because I stay away from as much as possible. I stay away from any food that is white. So I don't eat potatoes. Uh, but John tried it and said he uh, he enjoyed it. Okay. Well, the consensus at the table was the potatoes were the best part of anyone's dish. Well, I love breakfast potatoes, so I was really excited <laughs> to hear. Aioli. <laughs> Truffle aioli. truffle aioli sauce on top. Oh, my God, they were delicious. Those potatoes had more flavor than anything else we ate all day. <laughs> well, I thought I thought the steak had been seasoned really well. Steak it had a nice flavor beautiful. to it. Um, you know, and I like a nice steak and egg uh, breakfast for, for brunch. So I thought this was very good. Again, not to the level of $70 a person. If they would have served a big bowl of the potatoes with the truffle aioli, that would have been worth everything right there. Well, I not for it. me because I it's not something I would have eaten. Again, I thought again. I have to agree with you. The, the steak was seasoned beautifully. It was prepared beautifully. The eggs were cooked perfectly. It was a nice meal. But See, I, and my issue here is that for the price and for what they're giving you, these portions could have been larger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these portions could have been larger. If you're at this price, if you're not going to give larger portions. What you're served should be exquisite. Yeah. For $70, you should have top of the line. My entree was probably the most luxurious. I had the lobster uh, eggs, uh, Benedict. eggs Benedict. Now, again, I also had the most um, the most fanciful plate. My plate was like a big swoop. These are not large. These are very small. Oh, um, yeah, because those flowers are small. R- those mm-hmm. are... Um, pansies or violets i'm not sure which they are but they're tiny yeah yeah uh it was not on an english muffin it was on a piece of toast and i had canadian bacon and a small piece of lobster and a poached egg with hollandaise sauce my problem with it was it wasn't hot and i would have liked it to be hotter again i didn't complain i could have asked them to remake it we don't usually do that unless something's truly heinous this wasn't, it was just not hot enough. The uh, hollandaise sauce had started to set. So this had sat there for a minute while everybody else's was ready. I would say of the entrees, this was the one that would probably be the closest to reaching the 70 or $69 price. I mean, there is lobster involved. So, But again, it was good. It was small and it was not warm. All right, moving on. We oh, we've got to touch back on one thing. 
the French toast was touted from the minute we walked in. When I first walked in, the hostess said to me, oh, are you going to have the French toast? And then the waiter, you have to have the French toast. So we got an extra order of French toast. Pete and I don't eat a lot of sugar. So getting a French toast. Let me read the description. Good idea, we thought. Caramelized apples and bananas with whipped mascarpone cream. And then, I don't know if you can see it in the picture, the syrup had little red dust in it. Mm-hmm. We couldn't figure out what that was. All I can tell you Whatever is... Whatever it was, didn't help. Four of us took a bite of it, and four of us had the exact same reaction. Oh my God, this is bad. Not just not good. No, it was bad. It tasted... The, the word that kept coming up was medicine. It mm-hmm. tasted like medicine. Very, very bitter and medicinal quality to so it. So maybe that's what that red stuff is. It's a powdered Robitussin. <laughs> if you've ever taken Mucinex, Mucinex gives you that dry sinus mm-hmm. thing, so everything tastes kind of not great. This tasted like you had been eating Mucinex. And the caramelized apples, I'm sorry, putting cinnamon on apple slices and microwaving them isn't caramelizing them. And the caramelized banana was one long banana chip. It looks like a plantain, actually. Yeah, Maybe it, it, could it be. was not car. That's not caramelized. There and, was there were uh, banana slices in sort of a caramel sauce under that mess, but it did oh, not. I didn't even. I didn't. Yeah. Get that I, I, I will tell you that um, this was. Hands down for me, the worst dish we were served. I agree. Um, I agree. The worst I mean, dish we were served. It's French toast. How do you mess up? French? The other thing is, when you read, if you watch any of the cooking shows, they show you that French toast should soak for a while so mm-hmm. that the egg gets into the bread. This was surface. Once you got past the surface of the French toast, it was dry bread inside. Oh, I was. It looked crunchy to me, and that was going to be my question. Was it crunchy? <laughs> it, there was a crunch to it from the grill, yeah. but the center of the it was uncooked because bread it shouldn't be it. crunchy in my opinion. Right. So that's what I was asking. And then this was a, just a huge disappointment. And I thought, well, maybe it's the syrup. So I asked. For Sometimes regular, syrup can be bad. Yeah. yeah. I asked for a regular syrup on the side. Mm, Did didn't not help. Because I don't like maple syrup. I don't like pure sugarcane syrup. Those are, well, they give bad flavors to things. If I had <laughs> had this as my entree, I would have asked for my money back. Yeah. 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 That's this how bad it gone was. Back. This had this been the, my main breakfast, it would have gone back and I would have asked for something else. So, uh, Now, we were served press pots of coffee and the coffee was wonderful. Delicious coffee. And the coffee was plentiful. They... You couldn't have asked for more. And then came dessert. I also want to say, too, you guys got diet sodas. Diet sodas. that was not extra cost. Exactly. That was included in it. Uh, Then came dessert. And your dessert choice was, you didn't have a choice. (laughs) You got a trio of desserts, a Valencia blood orange bar. Mm. That's the orange thing with macaroni on top of it. (laughs) We got a triple chocolate cake with gold leaf on top of it. Mm. And a lemon blueberry timbal. Is that Minnie Mouse made of white chocolate? Yes, it is. Oh, she was delicious. That's what I would have eaten. <laughs> I ate her head off. <laughs> that's what Pete ate. Oh, that was it's so It's beautifully good. presented. There mm-hmm. were two of it them is. for our table. They brought out two for the four of us. That's and they it. were that's terrible. The I don't like blood orange. <laughs> they so. were terrible. The blood the orange. The chocolate one wasn't so bad. Wasn't so bad. The other two were just abysmal. I mean, like not just it's not to my taste. It, I mean, it was bad, like awful. Again, like, four people, four people sent back. As a matter of fact, the waiter, the server mentioned, "Did you not like this?" Four yeah. people who don't eat any of it. The the orange one had a Flintstones chewable vitamins flavor. Yes, to it, it did. <laughs> the lemon and blueberry. 
it had so much promise, but they put a big dry slice of like pound cake Sorry. in the middle. I can't see. <laughs> Julie was coming into your shot. That's. I, well, they're not showing it on that one. I'm trying to look at this one. There, look, look. Julie, Make it, come on look. over. Make it more convenient for Julie, please. You get back here and do this. The highlight of Why this for so Pete. so damn close to me anyway? The highlight of this for Pete was the white chocolate mini. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but that's sad. If that's the best thing on the dessert plate, It was good really white sad. chocolate, I know, too. But those desserts right, exactly. should have been better. These, no, no question. No these question. Tasted like they were buffet desserts. Uh, like they tasted Cruciate on the level. Desserts. Yeah, that's a good point. I've but, never liked a Disney dessert, no matter where it has. Come no, from. I've had some good Disney desserts. I understand what you're saying because I've had that experience too. I've had some good Disney desserts. I just didn't have any of them that that day. <laughs> <laughs> this looked beautiful. Yeah, but again, for adults, and nobody said, "Oh my gosh, this is really, really good." The French onion soup, people. We were raving about the French onion soup. So there was good and bad. This wasn't the Yeah, it presents good. well, but it's fairly shallow. Right, it's pretty. Kind of, uh, kind of like Craig. Yes, presents well, but shallow. <laughs> but shallow. Uh, after Tables in Wonderland, uh, after the discount and gratuities and taxes are applied for four of us, it was $284.54. Again, I want to say again, I was very, very <laughs> impressed. Yeah. I was very impressed that the uh, waiter did not, or the restaurant did not charge us for the extra appetizer or entree, mainly because they were so bad. But also, you know, just it was a nice thing not to charge us for that. This is two tab- This is two credits on the Disney dining plan. So, I thought there were some highlights. I thought there were some too. good things. I would not. Pay seventy dollars and go back. Actually, you know what I, I was going to say. I would go back if I could have the onion soup and your entree and the Bloody Mary. You can. I would think that that would be. Yeah, and I, I'll, I'll tell you something. I wouldn't unless they change this up. I wouldn't go back for it. The I, setting is beautiful. Setting you can go is back gorgeous. Yourself and it'll only be seventy. But I know, I know you love Narcusis. <laughs> I have yet to have a good meal there. I have yet to experience a good meal there. We've always had good dinners there. I think, and if you go during, if you go around the fireworks, they kind of um, present your dinner so that you can go out on the balcony. I think the spot itself, I wasn't even talking about the restaurant. The location is incredible. Sure, absolutely is. It's stunning. So so there you have it. $70 a person for brunch at Narcusi's. We all walked away kind of disappointed. It had its high points. It had its low points, but... In my opinion, not worth $70 a person. I would agree. So, all right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes and voodoo sticky pig wings. Voodoo sticky pig wings.